This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. We're continuing the lesson that we began just a few weeks back, maybe about four or five weeks ago, um, concerning the journey of faith, the journey of faith. We're in a journey to re-examine and maybe revisit the principles of faith. It's not like we don't know faith, we do know faith, but sometimes you gotta go back and revisit those familiar things so that you can get even more goody out of the Word of God. We have the fundamentals of our faith, which we call the ABCs of faith. Faith, ask, believe, confess, demonstrate, expect, forgive, and give. These are the fundamentals, the, the, the building blocks of faith, as it were. Our scripture, our first scripture for this series is found in Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Are you guys ready for the word? Yeah! yeah. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. I'm reading from the Passion Translation, and it reads this way. In the same way you receive Jesus, our Lord and Messiah, by faith, continue your journey of faith. Progressing further into your union with him, your spiritual roots go deeply into his life as you are continually infused with strength and encouraged in every way. If your roots go into him, you'll never go dry. Yeah. You'll never go lacking. You'll never go without. It goes on to say, for you are established in the faith you absorb, and you are enriched by your devotion to him, the journey of faith. Today, I want to focus my thought, and I guess I don't really have a real sermon with the bullet points and number one, this and that, and the other. So is it okay if I just kind of shoot from the head a little bit today? Yeah. I just exhort you a little bit today. Yeah. I'll say some things that are familiar, but repetition is good for learning. Yeah. According to Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 of the King James Version, it reads this way. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. That tells me that your tongue has power. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. The contemporary English version reads it this way. Words can bring death or life. Talk too much and you will eat everything you say. Yeah. Every time I read that, I'm just like, Eesh, that was no joke. Words can bring death or life. Talk too much and you will eat everything you say. And, of course, the message translation reads this way. Words kill. Words give life. They're either poison or fruit. You choose. Well, I'm always choosing fruit. I'm never choosing poison. So today, we've, talked, we've already talked about asking. We've already talked about believing. And we're going to continue today on the confession component. The confession component. A faith confession is a declaration. This is the Pastor Andrea definition. A faith confession is a declaration, a profession, an acknowledgement of what you believe, 
I'm an Ashra, I repeat it often, a belief statement that you recognize, you reveal, you disclose, and even blurt out. You gladly and boldly blurt it out because you own it and you admit that it is true. And it's true in your life. I like to say it this way, you're blurting out life. When you speak, you're blurting out life by the words that proceed from your mouth. My spiritual mom, Pastor Dr. Bridget E. Hilliard's definition for faith confession is a statement I choose to make in agreement with the word of God regardless of my circumstances. So it's a statement I choose. I choose to. Nobody's making me do it. I choose to make this statement in agreement with the word of God regardless of my situation yes. or regardless of my circumstances. We know that the word has power. The word has power. The word has efficacy. It can do exactly what it's designed to do independent on, of you. Right. But you speak it forward. You prophesy or you blurt out life to your own family, your own environment, your own situation. God authorizes you to speak the word. He authorized you to do it. We learned on Thursday, I believe it was, that faith is voice activated. Yeah. Faith is voice activated. In Genesis chapter 1, and I'm going to go over here and kind of, once I get over here, I'm probably not going to be able to get out. So I'm trying to get over here last. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, God said, Let there be light. And there was light throughout creation until now. God has spoken whatever. He said came to pass. So whatever God has said, it always comes to pass. According to Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1, the word of God tells us to imitate God's children. Imitate your parents. It is so beautiful and it's often comical to see my grandchildren imitate your parents. They do the same things that their parents do. I remember one day, Vance was laying on the floor with his hands behind his head with his legs crossed. Then there goes BJ, Vance Jr., laying on the floor, hands behind his head. And it was so cute. And then he kept looking and was like, do I have a right? Legs crossed right. It was just a beautiful thing to see the imitation. And that's how we're supposed to do. We're supposed to imitate our Father. we got to keep looking at the Word. Did I get it right? Am I doing it right? To the minutest of details. We know that according to John chapter 6, verse 63, it is uh, spirit. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So the words that you speak are alive. Your words are alive. They're spirit and life. You know, if something doesn't have a spirit, it is dead. The word is spirit and it's life. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. The, the God's word translation says life is spiritual. Your physical existence doesn't contribute to that life. The words that I've spoken to you are spiritual and they are alive. The easy to read version says, it is the spirit that gives life. The body is no value for that. But the things I have told you are from the spirit. So they give life and find the common English version says the spirit is the one who gives life and the flesh doesn't help at all. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. We know the flesh doesn't help at all. When you get under pressure, the flesh ain't helping you a bit. 
The enemy wants to apply pressure to you that you blurt out something that you don't want yeah. out of your life. Yeah. You were designed, listen to me right here, you need to get a revelation. You were, de- you were designed by the manufacturer himself and his engineers like this mm-hmm. to only speak what you want to see happening in your life. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's the only, that's how you're designed. If you don't want to see it, then you shouldn't be saying it. Yeah. If you don't want to see it, then you shouldn't be saying it. My lesson today is, see what I'm saying? Because you're supposed to see everything that you're saying. Wow, so you've got to examine your life to see if what you are seeing is Trace back to what you have said. Okay. Come in faith to God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ivy. This is what Bishop Rosie, this is, I'm going to this in for free. I'm going to this in for free. This is good. My mentor, Bishop Rosie O'Neill, says the enemy wants you to be comfortable with a particular thing so that you don't fight it anymore. Yeah. You be so comfortable with it, you no longer fight it. Yeah. yeah. When you get so comfortable standing and sitting on the you don't even try to manage your mouth, you don't even try to control your mouth anymore. Good. You know, once upon a time, you know, when I was growing up, I put this way, when I was growing up, you, we used to be speaking and cussing, speaking and cussing and stuff, but I don't care if you saw an adult, I don't care what adult was, you better say nothing. You were not there. You kids these days, they so comfortable with it, they don't even try not to cuss. They don't even try not to be disrespectful. She said that the enemy wants you to be so comfortable with a particular thing that you don't even fight it anymore. And that so often in all areas of our lives, but I'm talking specifically today. Why watch your mouth? Don't be so comfortable seeing stuff that's not the truth. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, the the Revelation, that all liars, how many of them? And the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. Mm-hmm. How many of them did he say? All the lies. You gotta make sure that the words that are coming out of your mouth is not a lie. Yeah, so stop lying. And sometimes you think little white lies are the way you know what I you know what I mean. You don't know what you're saying. You're not even designed to speak anything that you don't want to see. That's not how the manufacturer designed you to operate. Yeah. If you're not operating the way the manufacturer designed you to operate, you're not functioning. Yeah. That's why we have dysfunction all in our because we're saying the wrong yeah. things. We're not operating like our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And I'm making faith to anybody. Bishop yeah. Rosie went on to say that the, that um that spirit that you have like, that thing that you halfway like, you don't really like it all the way, you just give a half effort. This is what she said, it's so powerful. She said that same thing will double up on you. You are half fighting. You didn't even fight. You didn't even give a good life. When you don't give a good life, it will double up on you. Wow. Come on and try to take you out. So don't let the enemy cause you to abandon an established pattern of victory. We have an established pattern of victory, and it's the words that come out of our mouths. Remember, life and death is in the power of the tongue. You talk too much, you're going to eat that. I don't want to give the enemy ammunition to work against me. Not do I want to say anything that's going to work against me, work against my family, work against my children, my church, anything. So we really have to watch our mouth. Isn't it funny how you say, watch your mouth? (laughs) Because you have to see something. 
good teaching. It's good teaching. Uh huh. What I'm saying. If you don't want to see it, then don't you say it. Would you tell your neighbor, if you don't want to see it, don't you say it? You got to will your words like a weapon. Will means to exercise as an empower authority and influence or ruling and dominate. You got to dominate the words that come out of your mouth. You just can't say everything that comes to your mind. A fool utters the whole content of his mind. Daniel, don't be afraid, Daniel. From the very first day that you began to pursue. 
to understand it and humble yourself before God, your words have been heard. So even the demonic forces that tried to keep the anger from coming could not stop him from coming because he said, I have been sent in response to what you said. One translation says, I have come for your word. Listen to me. Angels excel in strength and they come for your word. So make sure that the word that you're speaking is the word that you want to have life. Keep calm. Keep cool. Let's speak the word. Amen. 
It says in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, it says, and the earth is without form and void. Wait, void? And darkness was on the face of the deep darkness, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So we know that the Spirit is always waiting, but what is the Spirit waiting for? The Word to be released. Yeah. Right? Remember, I said there are two forces at work waiting on your Word. Which one are you going to agree with? Listen to me right here. Don't be a decided witness against yourself. Wow. Because when you speak the word, you and God are the majority or you are the devil. It's good teaching. Don't be a decided witness. It's good teaching. Yourself. Am I making sense? Have you ever seen maybe on a TV show, Monk, or um, what is it, Columbus, on my history? I'm old school. I don't know what they're doing, what they're doing um, They have witness tampering. Yeah. Witness tampering. Yeah. So what the people do is they try to intimidate the witness. Uh-huh. Maybe they have a gun in their pocket and they see you about to testify in your life. Yeah, right, right. I need to describe what I want to see. Yeah. 
so that I can then see it. I say it and then I see it. Yeah. I don't see it and then say it. Yeah. I know that song, but you see it's closer than you can get it. I don't say what I see. Yeah. What did I say it for? I see it. Yeah. But I say what I want to see. Mm -hmm. So first I say, then I see. I don't see first and then say. Yeah. I say what I want to see. Then God said, then God said, then God said, everything that God said, the next thing, the next transaction we see, he saw. Mm -hmm. And he saw that it was good. Yeah. Come on. That is how we're designed to operate. We drop down to verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creepy thing that creeps on the earth. God gave us dominion over creeps. Sometimes creeps be begin to infect your mind and affect you. You got dominion over creeps. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, you know, he created them. And God, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Something jumped off before, and I don't like what, I don't like how that looks. Yeah. So now I get another chance. Mm -hmm. Now my other chance is to replenish the earth. How? By my words. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to preach now. Maybe it will pick up on it Thursday. If you read this passage of scripture, chapter 1, 2, and 3, you'll see that Adam, the way he worked, was with his mouth. Yeah. Adam never sweat from the brow yeah. until after the fall of man. Right. I believe that was his occupation. That was his profession. Speaking, calling those things that are not as though they were. That was his job. Right, right. Verse 2, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 7, it talks about God breathed into man's nostrils, the breath of life of man became a living being. Or the Hebrew would say, a speaking spirit. Man is a spirit who lives inside of a body, and he possesses, he owns, and he controls a soul, which is the mind, will, emotion, imagination, and intellect. Most of the time, we malfunction because we let our mind, will, and emotions manage our bodies. Yeah. When our spirit is supposed to manage our body and our mind. Yeah. Yeah. To anybody. I like how God created us to operate just like him. I like how the Bible says in Ephesians to be imitators of God. Yeah. Why would God tell you to imitate him if you couldn't? Wow. You have to say, create a force and ability in your mouth that God has in his mouth. And he's giving you his word so that when you speak his word, all of heaven backs up the words that you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Am I making faith to anybody? When I put the word of God in my mouth, all of heaven backs my words. So I don't have to be loud and demonstrative and knocking stuff over and spitting and spotting and all these ugly things that people do right. to try to be powerful. <laughs> The word is powerful. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. Are you listening to me? My creation or my uh, conception begins in my mouth. Mm -hmm. I create with my mouth so that the things that I say, they have to come 
to pass. Yeah. Am I making faith to anybody? Yeah. I like the one that we see it all the time. See what I'm saying? Why do we say, see what I'm saying? Right. Because you really do see yeah. what you're saying. Or have you ever been in a conversation with somebody when, when they're talking, they're explaining to you? See, I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> you <Yeah>. see? <laughs> because that became a light. It's a picture. It's real. Yeah. Your words are spirit. Your words are alive. You see what I'm saying? I see. Mm-hmm. Come on. Let us move forward this week. And I want you with every fiber of your being to manage your mom in a way that you've not managed it in the yeah. five weeks. Let's set our moms this last week of our fast. Let's shift into fifth gear. Mm-hmm. Let's really put forth a, an outstanding effort to call these things that are not as though they were. Now remember, your spirit man does not have a sense of humor. So the spirit man does when you say something be funny, it ain't funny yeah, because he's still doing it. But at, at the same time, the spirit man doesn't understand folly either. Wow. So like you go outside today and it's cold and it's and it's um, snowing outside, and you go outside, ooh, it's hot out here, ooh, it's so hot. He doesn't understand folly either. So speak the word of faith in faith, not foolishness or in folly, yeah. but in faith. That's it. See what I'm saying? That's good. <laughs> I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.